Welcome to the April 25th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 25, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for everyone within the sound of this podcast. I pray that you would open their ears to hear and their heart to receive what you would have them receive from this broadcast today. Lord, give them new revelation, which will help them in every area of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 25, beginning with verse 1. These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. It is the glory of the God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewelry. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great. For it is better that he say to you, Come up here, than that you should be put lower in the presence of the prince, whom your eyes have seen. Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end, when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another, lest he who hears it expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear. Like the cold of snow in time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint, like one who takes away a garment in cold weather, and like vinegar on soda, is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him water to drink, for so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue, an angry countenance. 
It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. As cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a far country. A righteous man who falters before the wicked is like a murky spring and a polluted well. It is not good to each eat much honey, so to seek one's own glory is not glory. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. And we are going to zero in on verse 18. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Okay. I do not like the idea of being hit with a club or having someone thrust a sword in my belly or being shot at with an arrow and having that pierce my body. We are talking about a false witness. Now, guys, this is my 17th podcast. I started on the first. I've done three complete weeks, and we're starting our fourth week together. And God has said over and over and over again, through King Solomon, who has written all of these Proverbs, And let me just remind you, let's go back to Proverbs 6. Now, I have mentioned this probably on five or six days already out of 17 podcasts. So let's quickly go back to Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Now guys, if King Solomon, who many think is the wisest person who ever lived, if he says this over and over and over and over again, there's a reason for it. And the reason for it is, is people do this all the time. When he warns us that sowing a false witness is not a good thing to do, he's warning us, be careful. It is very easy to do this. Stay away from doing this. Now, this includes gossip. (coughs) We've already talked about this before. Now, I'm going to take this opportunity to have a couple review verses because it is the end of the week, and I want to remind you of a couple things. Okay, in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 55, I really like this in the New Living Translation. Okay, listen to what the Word of God says. It is the same with my Word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper 
everywhere I send it. Now, as a teacher, I used to be very careful, okay? I would quote scripture to my kids. I just wouldn't say, the Bible says. <coughs> so I want you to pretend you're a student in my class, and I want you to pretend that I am speaking the word of God over you. Now, in that context, listen to this verse again. It is the same with my word, meaning the word of God, meaning whatever the Bible says. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. In other words, something good will be accomplished if you do this. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. In other words, it will produce good things. Now, I want to go back to 2 Timothy, and we've talked about this before as well. So we're talking about 2 Timothy 3, 16, <coughs> and I'm going to do this one out of the New Living as well. Now listen to this one. And it says, all Scripture, in other words, anything that comes out of the Bible, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. I'm going to read that one more time because it bears listening. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. I just think that's awesome. I really do. A lot of times, especially in our country today, people are confused. People are anxious over all kinds of things. They're not content. They're not at peace very often. And people are just looking for answers. They don't know what is right, what is wrong, what is true, what is false. And people are looking for answers. And the Word of God is an answer to anything at all that you have in life. <coughs> now, I'm going to go over a story. And this, to me, I looked it up, and it says, this is sowing discord. And I really think this is probably the best story in the entire Bible, all 66 books. But we're in the uh, First Kings chapter 21. And this is a story of King Ahab, and King Ahab looks outside his castle, and he sees a vineyard that he likes. And that's where we're at when we begin our story, beginning in verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel, next to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. So Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near next to my house, and for it 
I will give you a vineyard better than it. Or, if it seems good to you, I will give you its worth in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give the inheritance of my fathers to you. So Ahab went into his house sullen and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down in his bed and turned away his face and would eat no food. But Jezebel his wife came to him and said to him, Why is your spirit so sullen that you eat no food? He said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth the Jezreelite and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else, if it pleases you, I will give you another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. Then Jezebel's wife said to him, You now exercise authority over Israel. Arise, eat food, and let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. And she wrote letters in Ahab's name, sealed them with his seal, and sent the letters to the elders and the nobles who were dwelling in the city with Naboth. She wrote in the letters, saying, Proclaim a fast and seat Naboth with high honor among the people, and seat two men, scoundrels, before him to bear witness against him, saying, You have blasphemed God and the king. Then take him out and stone him that he may die. This is actually a terrible story, but there's a lot of that we can learn from this story. First of all, it's real easy to recognize that this is the king of, Israel, of, of Samaria. This is a king. And when you're in a country that has a king, the king gets what he wants. Now, the king, <coughs> I think, was very surprised when Naboth turned him down. Okay? He says, wait a minute, you give me your vineyard and I'll give you a better one. So if you're not attached to something, you'll go, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. I mean, if it's a better vineyard, you know, I mean, wow, that's good. Or he's going to give you the value of the property. But unfortunately, in this particular case, this was an inheritance that had been handed down to him. So this property has been in his family for who knows how long. It could have been generations. And he said, no, I am not going to sell you or give you what is mine and has been in my family for years. So the queen comes in and says, who on earth are you going to let bother you? You're the king. You get what you want to. Leave it to me. I will take care of it. Wow. And of course, she had the power to do that. So she signs all these letters, she puts a signet ring, she puts the seal on it saying this is the king's authority, I have the authority to do this, and go ahead. They lied to him, they brought a false report, they bore false witness, and because of that, Naboth dies. This is what I want to get across to you. What happens to people who do this?
And so beginning in verse 21, behold, I will bring calamity on you. I will take away your posterity and will cut off from Ahab every male in Israel, both bond and free. I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Bashaw, the son of Ahijah, because of the provocation with which you have provoked me to anger and made Israel sin. And concerning Jezebel, the Lord also spoke, saying, The dogs shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. The dogs shall eat whoever belongs to Ahab and dies in the city, and the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the field. And that is exactly what happened to Jezebel. <coughs> they came and they, there was nothing left of them. The dogs ate her. But what happens here is Ahab actually repents. And when Ahab repents, the Lord forgives him and he goes, because you have repented, I will not do what I told you I would do, but your sons will have it instead. Now, I'm going to quickly go to Psalm 133. Now, I have told you what the Lord hates. He hates discord. He hates sowing false witness against someone. He hates a lying tongue. So that is a non-example of what we should be doing. But what is it that God would want us to do? And if you quickly look at Psalm 133, it's a very short psalm, only three verses. This is what God wants, and God wants unity of the people of God. Let's read together in Psalm 133. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Guys, this is what God, this is what Jesus, this is what the Holy Spirit wants of us. It is to live in unity with all of our brethren, everyone that we share the earth with. We are to live in unity, and we are to walk in love. I hope this speaks to you. I will never close a podcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you would like to take that step today, or if you feel you would like to draw a little closer to God, I invite you to repeat this prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth for me. Jesus, thank you for coming to earth. Thank you for dying on a cross and taking away all of my sin. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you said that prayer today, please send me a quick email 
Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807, at Proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, mail, M-A-I-L dot com. <clears throat> May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.